Yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta do a day in Langley and we gotta do a day in like the lower portions, like the Delta, Surrey, White Rock. Yeah. yeah. We could do like a bike tour. That would be fun. Yeah. Bike down like the farm roads down there and then like from like municipality yeah. to municipi- municipality. That'd be fun. Just bring your knee pads and elbow pads. <laughs> <laughs> After a few, yeah. <laughs> After a few of them, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> wobble wobble. <laughs> Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where you can eat or drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan, and we are talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBCRadio, or email us at host at tastebcradio.ca. Alright, tasters, let's get into it. So Dan, you just went on a trip, and I want to know where you went, what you did, what you ate, how it was. I can't talk too much about it in terms of what I ate, or more specifically what I drank, but I, we did go on a trip. We went up to Parksville for, we were there for three nights. We stayed Such at the Beach nice Club place. Resort. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Yeah. And it was perfect weather, not crazy hot, but hot enough to, to be shorts and t-shirt and walking around. Uh, we ended up playing like what was it? Four 18-hole rounds of mini golf. Oh, nice! Which was super fun. So we I was really hoping golf. you were going to say shuffleboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that four old. Four hours of shuffleboard. I mean, yeah, yeah. Would you, yeah. Would you put it past me for thinking that? No, not really. I am an old soul at heart. Fair. That's fair. No, no, you're you're fair. That's fine. <laughs> it's remembered. <laughs> um, so we stayed at the Beach Club Resort, which, if you don't know, Parksville is like right on the beach. And with Parksville, they have this absolutely gigantic beach there. And then when the tide goes out, you can just go out for like a kilometer or so. It is wild. So really good for skimboarding, for paddleboarding. Um, and the water was lovely just to dip our feet in. Uh, we did lots of walks along the, they have this beautiful boardwalk that goes right across the, the park. They have uh, yeah. huge beach volleyball courts where apparently a lot of like championship, uh, tournaments are played and stuff. I'm not so, kidding. Oh, it's, it's a really happening place. It's a lot of fun. Um, obviously the mini golf is pretty spectacular. Probably the best place because <laughs> they have wicked mini golf there. It's so much fun. We'll have to go. Um, they also have an, uh, we, so we also went up to Coombs, which I don't know if you've been up there, but they have goats on roofs. Yeah. So they have grass. Uh, and uh, their classic thing is having uh, the goats hanging out on the roofs, eating the grass, lots of pictures, and uh, lots of cool little uh, shops to check out there. Um, we also yeah, such a cute little quaint town. It is. It is. It really is. Um, and they've have a bunch of uh, coffee roasters now, and so we yeah. stopped there, and there are some fantastic coffee up there. Super good. I may or may not have to talk about that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then headed up to Cathedral Grove, which is like these huge trees just off the highway between Coombs and uh, Port Alberni, uh, which I'm pretty sure I stopped at when I was young, but I can't remember. Uh, and my wife has never been before, so it was a cool experience for her. Yeah, it was a lot of just c- trying to relax a little bit, just uh, uh, with baby coming soon. Obviously, my wife is getting more and more pregnant and more and more uncomfortable, so this was a nice kind of getaway just to relax and have some fun before um, things change. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Things things change for the sleepier. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it was your wife's birthday on this trip, and that all went well? 
it all went well. Yeah, I got our custom cake from an amazing local bakery, um, and it was spectacular. It was so good, and they were so friendly. They uh, told me to come pick it up around four uh, on the day on her birthday. And so we arrived at the hotel at about 4, and by the time we checked in and stuff, uh, it was about 4.15, and so I sent a text saying, I'm on my way, and they said, no problem, we're ready to go when you are. And I get there, and they bloody closed at at 4 o'clock, <laughs> so they were just waiting there for me, and they didn't tell me they closed. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Use my brain and actually Google what their closing time was, but like I couldn't believe it. They were just sitting there, like, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "I am so sorry. I didn't realize." And they were like, "No, it's fine. Don't worry." That's small town for you, right? No kidding. Oh, I'll have to do a an episode on that too because they are fantastic. Yeah, make sure make sure leave a good review because that's oh a hundred percent. They went above and beyond for us for sure. So absolutely. Yeah, uh, and we had some balloons and stuff, and uh, we went on a really nice uh, dinner at uh, one of the local restaurants. It was it was a good day. She had fun, and then we we also stopped in Nanaimo on the way up on her birthday, and we got to do she got to do some shopping. So, oh yeah, because if there's one thing you can do in Nanaimo, it's shop. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the town with twenty seven malls or whatever it is. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. So many. <laughs> so funny. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. How about you? What have you been up to? Um, not a lot. School's in session, yeah. and uh, just been super busy with that. But my yeah. wife and I did a rock climbing safety course for outdoors and mm-hmm. learned how to do all the, the knots and everything that you need to do. And then, so that was like eight hours climbing out there in Squamish. Wow. And then we went again this past weekend and uh, just went by ourselves and did a bunch of climbing. And then when we wrapped up for the day, we, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon because it just, you can't climb when it gets too hot because the rocks are hot and it's just obviously a lot of work. Um, yeah, yeah. And then we pumped up the paddle boards and went paddle boarding on the lake and we had our dog with oh. us the whole time and she was just having a great time. She did about to oh. swim a bunch and yeah, and it was really nice because like the parking lot where we went, where we parked to go into the uh, climbing walls was um, the same parking lot for the lake that we stayed at. So we didn't have to like go anywhere else. Perfect. We, yeah. And then we went into Squamish and had a beer and some food and stuff. And um, the food truck has tra- changed at A-Frame now and is this like really cool burger place. Um, Ooh, yeah. I it's, I, I mean, people ought to go check out A-Frame anyway. We've talked about it already, but. You know, now it's uh-huh. another another reason to go because there's new food there, so that's super exciting. How was your dog at climbing? That sounds really impressive. She um, did a good job climbing up the mountain. Yeah, she did a really good job laying under the tree in the shade. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me too. <laughs> yeah, she's a bit of a mountain goat though. Like she'll go like running up walls that are nearly vertical, and we're just like, "How did you get up there? And how the heck are you gonna get down?" Um, but she was really good. It was she didn't like obviously like get involved with any of the other climbers there she just kind of um stayed on her bed and sniffed around and chewed on sticks and stuff like that so yeah it was really good awesome and then went for a swim exactly yeah she loves swimming it's like one of her favorite things in the world to do so that was really nice so she's she's really fussy like she can't jump in or she well she only one time we've taught her to jump in and she's kind of forgotten because that was last summer but she'll she'll go in no problem if she can walk in but she won't yeah. jump in. Or even if it's like a step down into it, she won't go in. So she's a little huh. bit of a baby when it comes to that. So we had to find like the right spot for her to be able to go in. But then she was just swimming around, just having a great time. 
So, yeah. It was a lot of work to teach her to swim, actually. We, we did it on our road yeah. trip back from the States, and I spent probably 45 minutes with her just slowly bringing her out further and further and, like, luring her out with sticks yeah. and stuff. And um, yeah, yeah. it was a lot of work, but then and then she kind of forgot about it, and then we got her life jacket, and she got more confident and slowly more and more. And now she's, yeah, yeah a total pro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That sounds awesome. She yeah. should definitely teach my dog how to swim because he is terrified of the water. Yeah, some dogs, some dogs just won't swim. Ever. I know, it's weird. It's funny, yeah. I, I think know. some of it has to do with breed, but she's not a swimming yeah. breed, so I don't know. It's mm. weird. <laughs> you obviously yeah. taught her well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeff, what do you got for me today? Well, we're talking about, what are we talking about? We're talking about eateries. Bistro? Eateries. Eateries, bistros, kind of Food. smaller eats. Food. <laughs> um, s- smaller establishments, like not quite restaurants, but not like cafes. Mm. So They're right in between. A, kind of a loose, yeah. It's kind of hard to explain, but everyone knows what it yeah, is, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. At least we um, hope. So, uh, <laughs> um, so on uh, Sunday of long weekend, uh, my wife and I took our dog down to White Rock. We just wanted to do something a little bit different and wanted to get a nice breakfast. It was the day before my birthday, actually, and so... We uh, wanted to do something kind of nice during our super busy weekend, and um, we went to this place I've been trying to go to for a while now, and, and the only other time we went, we were on our way somewhere, and they had actually closed because they were uh, having a staff party, oh, and just by coincidence, that was the day that we went, <laughs> and um, they have these, the first thing that drew me into them are the, they have, okay, well, first of all, it's called Grounds and Greens, and it's in White Rock. And do you know what a Delina coffee is? I have no idea. I've never heard of it. So do you remember on like TikTok and Instagram at the start of the pandemic, those uh, whipped coffee with the, uh, you would whip together brown sugar with instant coffee and it would turn into this like really foamy coffee and then you put it on milk. And so you'd have this like milk layer and then this super foamy Hmm. uh, coffee layer on top. That's like basically like a whipped cream, but it's only like the two ingredients of brown sugar and instant coffee mix. Huh. do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Not a clue, but uh, I'll take your word for okay. it. It sounds delicious. Okay, well, I'll post a picture on our story so that anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about can, can see it. But it was <laughs> really trendy on Instagram for and, and TikTok for like 20 minutes. Um, but they they serve one of those, hmm. and it's so epic looking. And so that that's one of the things that first drew me in there. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. And then they also have really good looking food as well and like really like um fresh clean looking food so at grounds and greens um we went and we got a breakfast sandwich and this kind of like fancy avocado toast mm. uh, and then a couple of these coffees and i also got a soup it's called they call it their their hangover soup mm-hmm. and what it is is like a really light broth but really uh, aromatic lots of gin- sorry lots of garlic in it like tons and tons of garlic and the garlic slices and super garlicky flavor mm. perfectly cooked pieces of potato in there as well just like a, just some and then it comes with croutons as well which are like really herbaceous and it was so rejuvenating and i i was uh a little bit hungover so it helped <laughs> too so <laughs> um perfect yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it had uh, really, really incredible flavor. I actually, I got a small one. You can get a smaller, large, and I got the small thinking like, oh, we got enough food. Mm-hmm. And we did get enough food, but I wanted more of that soup. It was really, really flavorful. Um, 
And we also got the uh, just exqui- just exquisite breakfast sandwich, <laughs> which was like your traditional breakfast sandwich um, with a, a vegan egg made from just egg. Uh, and we also got the greens toasty, which is like an avocado toast. Uh, the whole place is plant based, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, but you wouldn't be able to tell because it's just like this incredible food um and nothing really relies on not nothing but most of the food doesn't really rely on like fake meats it's just really plant forward really fresh vegetables and and sauces and um they make most of their stuff in-house for sauces and stuff so um really really flavorful the the breakfast sandwich that we got i was kind of like oh this is like a classic breakfast sandwich it's gonna be fine like it'll do the trick but Mm -hmm. It was so flavorful and it was really juicy and like everything really popped in it. The flavor was just absolutely incredible. The sauce perfectly. The English muffin was toasted, but it wasn't crunchy, but it wasn't like soft and steamy. And like, it was just absolutely perfect. The avocado toast had um, a lot of those extra flavors. It has, Mm. it had crispy chickpeas. So it gave it a bit of crunch. It has pickled red onions. So it cut the fat. Uh, has tofu feta, uh, and then you get a side of Caesar salad with it too, which is awesome. I didn't even realize that when I ordered it, but it was such a nice addition to it. It was like uh, just that extra um, uh, thing that came with it that made it really worth it. Mm. The coffee's really good. Um, it was more the show than it was actually like the the flavor. Like it tasted good, but the show of it was really cool because you get these like little glasses and then the Delina is like overflowing off the top. Um, <laughs> when we went, we had our t- a hard time deciding too. And the um, server serving staff there was really patient with us, uh, willing to answer questions, didn't feel pressured at all to um, get food or to order food faster uh we actually ended up getting it to go because we wanted to go eat it on the beach um but i didn't even realize that they had like a full dine-in i didn't even realize this was like an eatery i, I thought it was a cafe and it had this food huh. so i was really surprised when i walked in and they had full service at tables you could order alcoholic drinks too they've got uh drinks they've got smoothies they've got um you know, bowls and they've got like really fan, like nice hot coffees and all that kind of stuff. But then they also have like lunch dishes. So uh, a couple that have stood out to me, they've got some fun names with it. They've got uh, a, a rice bowl called Rice Rice Baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> their mac and cheese is called Return of the Mac. Um, their uh, fettuccine dish is like a it's like a mushroom fet, uh, beef kind of fettuccine dish. It's called Beef Faux Real, like mm. F-A-U-X. So they have a lot of fun with that. And one of the reasons I want to talk to them, talk about them on this episode as well is when I was there, I noticed a sign on their bathroom door uh, that they're celebrating three years open on June 1st, the day that this episode comes out. Oh. So that's a, that's a, especially in the restaurant industry, that's a huge milestone of three years. Well, especially in the last three years. That, that on top of COVID, yeah, especially so. Uh, and when we went in, it was, it, granted it was a Sunday morning, but it was uh, full. Every table was uh, full uh, with wow. people eating there. So um, especially for like a, an eatery and uh, plant-based in like a White Rock, which is like a little bit of like a bougier area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't really necessarily see that, but that's kind of a testament to the food quality and the type of experience you're getting there is it's not just like a bunch of dirty vegans <laughs> going there it's it's like it's like really high quality food and um it's just it's good for any occasion so now they're cool too they're uh they're just this couple they have a kid now as well um 
and they have a combined experience of over 35 years in the culinary world um, or in the uh, restaurant world. And they decided to open this and their kind of whole philosophy is just like, we want it to be nutritionally sound, uh, a balance as best as possible, local ingredients, a uh, good little community area. They, they're passionate about having it be plant-based, vegan. Um, and it's, it's grown and, and that's just because they clearly are taking care of what they're doing and they really care to uh, make the experience as best as possible. So, um, Manel Kilford, the, the wife, mother, uh, is a chef and owner mm-hmm. and, um, she, along with her partner, Ben Kilford, who is also considered chef and owners, uh, is the two owners of it. And then they have, um, all of their managers, well, I guess two managers on this page and kind of little write-ups about them and everything. And, you know, the, the best food experiences you'll get from a place are chef-owned places. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, those places lack on, like, the service or the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of miss that, that mark on feel because there's a lot of, like pride in the culinary world what no um and it feels like these two are just really down to earth and they're just doing something really nice um something they believe in passionately about their um they're they're building a great they're building a great culture uh it looked like all the staff were having a great time working there and it looks like they're just you know getting tons of customers and just doing a really great job so congratulations on three years and um I hope to go back soon, honestly. Wow. And in White Rock as well. That's a very niche market down there as well. So that's exactly good yeah. for them. Yeah, and it's not like in White Rock, you, when you think of White Rock, you think of the beach. Mm-hmm. And, and then along the beach strip, there's the, kind of like more touristy yeah. places. And they're off of that. They're about like mm, maybe nine blocks directly uphill, up the steep, steep hills of White Rock. <laughs> yeah. So they're on kind of a like a more uh, a bigger like artery road. Right. So it's not like it's out of the way super much, but it's not you're not going to get that kind of like casual foot traffic from like tourists all the right. time. You might get people driving by going through kind of that part of the town, but um, yeah, it's not. It's people are obviously intentionally going there and. Mm-hmm there's a good reason for it so i'd love to go for dinner or uh, lunch and enjoy a bevy uh, <laughs> while i'm there but, but yeah so they uh oh they also you know they've hooked up with um doordash and skip so if you're within the area they can uh, ship to you as well uh and then they also make some uh family meal kits as well so that you oh, can uh, order that. ahead or order through the website and then you can pick them up or even get them through a DoorDash or Uber Eats. So if you're, uh, if you don't want to cook dinner or whatever, or you, well, you don't want to go out for dinner, but you don't have time to, to plan and prep a dinner, you can order that. And then uh, just like HelloFresh or Fresh Prep or one of those, uh, but you know, you can trust the quality and you can trust the experience with it too. And you don't have to commit to like a recurring um, thing. So perfect. that's super great. Um, so if you are heading down to the, um, if you're heading down to the White Rock area or you're kind of passing through, definitely go check out Grounds and Greens Cafe. Uh, they're located at 1369 Johnson Road in White Rock. Excellent. Dan, uh, I understand we might have a coffee to talk about. What? Coffee? I don't think so. Is that what you've been? Is that what you've been drinking? I haven't. No, I've been drinking beer. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Up in... So tell me all about your beer. <laughs> I was like, do you know something that I don't? 
Um, well, you implied it in the beginning. I didn't realize that was your main topic. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, maybe on a future podcast. Stay tuned. Uh, um, so, on our trip to Parksville, we always look out for local breweries. And uh, one of the ones that has become increasingly more popular for us and for, obviously, the community is Mount Aerosmith Brewing Company in Parksville. Um, they have... Um, Initially, when we got there, I think we, we we went there the first time when they had first opened, and their beers were solid. They but they you could tell that they were just starting out, and they, so they were trying to do things with high quality, but not super kind of out there, uh, which is fine. It's it's quite common for breweries to do that, and so it wasn't anything wrong with them. There just wasn't like a lot of like exciting stuff, and like the last two or three times we've been there, they have gone so far like the other direction they still have their really solid mainstays but my goodness they're seasonal and like they're rotating tabs absolutely out of this world um i could talk about almost all of the ones that i had on my flight the one i really wanted to focus on this to go around is called homestead cherry farmhouse ale and the thing with this one is um, as as the name suggests, it's uh, cherry-based, or at least it's got a cherry uh, flavor profile to it. Um, but what they've done really nicely is they've uh, allowed the cherries to really come through the beer rather than have like a beer flavor and then like a little bit of cherryness to it. Um, so they've used like Pilsner and wheat malt underneath and Saison yeast. And then topped it uh, with uh, red sour cherry puree. And what you get out of it is this really clean, crisp, uh, ale, like farmhouse style ale, which is a little bit more kind of, um, I want to say, uh, more along the, uh, how do I describe it? Um, more towards your like weedy type beers and then the little bit of saison yeast gives it a bit more tartness and allows this red cherry to come through and the cherry is flavor that comes out of this beer is spectacular it is every it, like it's one of those beers that really is going for that cherry flavor and it does smack you in the face a little bit but in a super positive way it's it's really really crisp and clean and uh, every every sip, sip is just this lovely uh, cherry profile with a uh, with an undertone of of the your kind of pilsner or or saison kind of undertone. So it's a really nicely balanced farmhouse ale. That's exactly what I look for in in a, in a, in a beer that in, in like a fruit forward beer. So it's uh, not one of the subtle ones for sure. So be prepared. It's quite, it has some tartness to it for sure. Probably from the Saison yeast, but obviously mostly from the red sour uh, cherry puree. And it is, yeah. uh, it is wonderful. It's one of those fruit beers so that good. you could also drink like a pint of and like not feel like you've just drank a bunch of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. so was it like more like a Lambic or was it more like a sour? Um, I would say it's more, I would almost say it's in between. Like it wasn't a sour. I don't okay. think it was a little bit tart, but I wouldn't call it sour, but it wasn't, okay. it wasn't over. It, it wasn't was, like sweet, like a lemon. No, yeah. no, not at all. I would say it's right in, but probably right in between like 
mostly tart and cherry forward, not sour, and then like a beer undertone. So you had like the kind of the best of both worlds, where you have a nice like weedy cool. finish and fa- uh, that's um, yeah, sorry, your weedy finishes preceded by a big cherry flavor. So it's really, really good awesome. beer and something that you could drink a lot of and really enjoy, especially on uh, their lovely, lovely patio um, in the summertime. And along with some pizzas Super there, cool. oh, it was a delightful experience. Amazing. Yeah. What about you? What have you been eating or drinking, huh? I too have a beer to talk about. Yes, I knew it. So, so um, after we ate at Grounds and Greens, mm-hmm. we went down to the beach and then we came back and right across the street from where we were, there is a brewery called Three Dogs Brewing. Ah, one of the dogs. One of the many dogs in BC. Uh, so Three Dogs Brewing, uh, they're in their second location now, Ooh. which is, from what I understand, much better. Sorry, there's not two locations. Oh. They have moved. Oh, I see. Uh, but they moved into an, a new building complex where they have, what, from what I understand, a lot better space and now a patio and everything. So I've been, this is now the second time I've been there, but I haven't been to the original location. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, big new building space, big patio, probably, I don't know, 10, 10 to 12 tables on the patio of like four tops. Yeah. Uh, big space inside as well. Um, uh, patio's dog friendly, of course, has to be. Of course. Um, we met the owner the first time we went there and she was super nice uh, and, you know, literally has three dogs and that's what the name uh, of the uh, brewery came from. Really? And they actually sell little dog treats in the shape of their logo, which is like a outline of a dog house. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's really cool. Um, but to get to what we were uh, here to talk about is the beer. And um, one of the beers that I tried when I was there absolutely knocked my socks off. I, I wasn't expecting it. It was a key lime colch. And I was expecting it to be kind of, you know, light and colchy with a bit of, you know, key lime. Yeah. But it was on the border of a sour. Mm. But not as heavy as a sour. So, like, the key lime really brought out, like you were talking about, it really brought out the tartness. Yeah. And um, it it didn't have, it wasn't super sweet, so I wouldn't have, I wouldn't call it like a key lime pie beer because it didn't really have that like vanilla or like sweetness to it. But it really caught me off guard in a good way because it was so light and refreshing. And then you get this like tingle the back of your throat, mm-hmm. and then it gets like this really tartness, and then it just kind of like disintegrates into nothing. It's super super cool. Um, I don't know anything about how they make it. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> but but I imagine they uh, incorporate key lime juice or puree or something but that's says a lot because with key limes it's really hard to actually to juice them so you have to like really really work for it that's why key lime juice is really expensive ah. um they're like quite small and you can only get like a teaspoon to two teaspoons of juice per key lime wow so I, yeah anyway um a lot of places will buff up key lime with like proper lime right <laughs> just to, to even know but but key lime has this like unique flavor to it mm-hmm. where it's not just this like lime sourness to it it's it's got like this really floral uh flavor and almost a sweetness but without it being sweet anyway this beer because it's a coalition because it was so light uh it really let that key lime shine whereas on a heavier beer even in a sour i think it would have um kind of drowned in that Absolutely. extra flavor and the extra um you know barley and everything so yeah really thoroughly enjoyed it uh i just looked it up on untapped because 
for some reason, Three Dogs, at least I can't find their beer menu on their website. Hmm. And um, not a ton of people have it, have tried it. It's, oh, the other thing is it's still a 5.5% alcohol, which is, Whoa. you know, if you're going for that sour experience, that's that's probably like a percentage higher than you're expecting in a... 100%, um, yeah. yeah. Even a Kolsch, usually uh, they're on they, the lighter side for ABV. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then and it's got a nice light 15 IBU, so it's really, uh, really light, really, really refreshing, and it still gets the job done. Definitely. <laughs> um, not not a ton of love on Untapped. A lot of, like, three to four range. Um, what is that? Bottle caps yeah. is the rating. Yeah. Um, but I, I would give it a five out of five. I would drink this uh, every day. It's so good, especially, like, in the sun, mm-hmm. in the summer. It sounds like... Yeah, it was so good. Oh, 100%. That's a summer yeah. beer if I've ever also, heard Yeah, also, I just want to just make a, a kind of comment on Three Dogs Brewing. It's funny they have uh, food there as well. I've only ever gone after eating, so, like, I've never gotten the food. But uh, the basis for most of their food is, like, hot dogs. And so you can go with your dog to Three Dogs <laughs> and get a dog. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Anyway, we'll have to head down there one time because they've got like nachos that look good, and you know we gotta you gotta come over and do a beer tour with us. Oh heck yeah, heck yes, yes. All right, Dan, what what are you here to talk about today? Well, what eatery slash kind of bistroish kind of thing. Are you talking about? Well, my, my... you know you know what it is. You know what it is. It's mm. you don't know what it is, but you know it when you see it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the reason that I call mine an eatery is because it's actually in the name, so I kind of mm. it's a bit of a cop out for me. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but as opposed to the place that I reviewed a while ago called the eatery. Yes, exactly. So a little Which bit. Different. I wouldn't call it eatery. I'd call it a restaurant. <laughs> this is more of an eatery, I would think. I think. I don't know. I'm still a little foggy on the details on this uh, definition. But anyway. <laughs> but you know it when you see it. But you know it when you see it. Exactly. So, uh, I know you guys, you were talking about a place that has like a lot of experience in the, um, in the restaurant industry. Well, the owners of the place that I want to talk about, which is called Tug Eatery and Bar in Victoria, this is the very, their very first restaurant that they've ever opened. Uh, neither of them have any uh, experience in the restaurant industry. And so they, and they opened in june of 2020 i believe so right in the middle of a global pandemic uh and so the the this couple um sarah parsons and cal Sirkask, i am so sorry i apologize if i've gotten your name wrong so sorry um are uh partners in life and in business which is great and they um are they opened the Tug uh, Eatery in June of 2020, like I said, and they started off quite small, uh, obviously because of the situation we found ourselves in and have, as like restrictions and stuff have mitigated, they've been able to actually grow their vision of what they truly wanted this place to be from the get-go. So this is a really, really interesting um interesting uh start to their to their restaurant life um cal is a entrepreneur by trade and he actually specializes in developing companies um so he okay he is like on, on the financial side of things and whereas sarah it seems to be kind of like the general manager of uh of the place um so they make quite the duo, and they've done an extraordinary job with this place. 
really cool. Uh, they, uh, Cal's parents actually planted and designed like the, the patio. And so there's tons of greenery everywhere and all the, like a bunch of, um, kind of, uh, plant boxes with lots of different kind of plants in them and all completely designed and nurtured and planted by, uh, Cal's parents, which is really neat. I thought it was kind of a nice way to keep yeah, things cool. in the family and stuff. So save a couple bucks save a couple bucks yeah absolutely uh i imagine they had to penny pinch a little bit at the beginning considering the the environment that they got themselves into yeah no kidding <laughs> um they kind of the they they really wanted this place to be kind of an intimate place where people could come and enjoy live music uh local uh food and drink is their specialty and they really focus on local ingredients with like kind of a global uh style of cuisine i guess so they have all different kinds of stuff that you can have but all made with local ingredients and their liquor is all local and and or bc uh related so very very cool ticks all the boxes for me right off the bat but now to the nitty-gritty the the food i'll start with is absolutely spectacular and i want to highlight one of the most interesting dishes that i've probably ever had and you've probably had something similar i'm sure but they one of their sharing or appetizer plates is called halloumi fries cheese fries oh hello uh yeah oh yeah um and so there are these kind of long more on the thicker side um crispy uh halloumi fr cheese fries basically and what they've done is they've covered it in a, in a crema and then also drizzled local honey on top of it and then also added some pomegranate and mint on top and you just get like it, oh. oh yeah you just every bite is this wonderful mix of sweet and savory crispy and soft and oh it is like just such an amazing amazing dish from start to finish and every bite is so unique and and delicious and i my only complaint is i want more of them all the time <laughs> i am like obsessed with these now so yeah, they are spectacular so if you ever do find yourself here do not hesitate to get the uh get the halloumi fries you will not be disappointed um, as for the mains, uh, my wife and I should both share the chicken, crispy chicken burger and the vegan crunch burger. They also have a plant. You love a crispy chicken burger. Hey? I love, oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like it, I should have been born in the South or something like, I feel like that's like a good starting point for you. You're like, you know how, you know how when you go to, um, a brewery and like yeah. the pale ale is kind of like the benchmark Yeah. Or you go to uh, a, a coffee place and just like, you know, the, drip coffee. You know, yeah. A latte. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about something specifically on this show. Mm -hmm. I feel like for you, the crispy chicken burger is such like a like a benchmark. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it's like, and like yeah. going more towards that. Like when my wife and I try a new sushi place, we always get like a California roll as a benchmark, just to see what because right. like, it's a like it's an easy one to do, but it's an easy one to do poorly. I think as well, so it kind of gives yeah. us a little. And bit it, it's those speak volumes about how well you do in other aspects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me. Um, gosh, what is it for me? I don't know. For me, like a fry is like a really key indicator. Mm, fair enough. But that, that being said, I, there's a lot of places with really good food with really crappy fries. Yeah. And there's a lot of places with really good fries with really crappy food. So <laughs> It's so hard sometimes. 
It really is. Yeah. Because um, they get, and like, and also desserts. You Like, you can't really bait. Some restaurants do really well with desserts and some other, others don't, but their mains might be good and vice versa kind of thing. So it's, a, it's amazing how many places. Actually, typically, I feel like the bigger the restaurant, the worse the dessert. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, yeah. I'd buy into that one. Um, yeah. It's based on nothing but my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Anecdotal evidence at best yeah yeah um they do have about two four six uh options for that are completely vegan which is good for victoria um they the vegan crunch burger is a crispy fried veggie fritter patty made in house uh you got lettuce tomatoes pickles onions and their signature vegan tug sauce and it was to die for it was so good super good obviously That's your amazing. your uh st- so <laughs> yeah your standards are probably higher than mine so i don't know how it would hold up but it was absolutely delicious one thing I think you would like is they have a kimchi fried rice bowl that's vegan as well. So jasmine rice. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put kimchi. You can put kimchi on anything. Yeah. You can put. I, I don't like. You can put kimchi on poutine. <laughs> oh, so good. You can put kimchi on uh, anything. Honestly, I'll eat it. Yeah. I love kimchi. It's like one of my favorite foods, and I never have it in my house, and it makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> well this rice bowl sounds right up your alley then so jasmine rice topped with vegan kimchi made in house by our korean fe- our own korean chef korean cremini mushrooms house made ginger scallion sauce and a hoisin aioli oh Yummy. yeah it sounded delicious i honestly missed that when i first uh, went to this place but man i would i would have that 100 percent. that sounds so good i also love kimchi so um yeah they're they the korea they use a spice uh going back to the crispy chicken burger nice lightly fried it wasn't like all batter no chicken it was actually quite the opposite which i quite appreciated uh but the mayo that they had on it the spicy korean mayo was out of this world oh it just added such a such an amazing level of spice and added um a lovely flavor flavor profile to the whole burger it was so so good so (laughs) the food here is absolutely exquisite um sorry go ahead do, do you know if it was uh, gochujang mayo or if it was like a kimchi mayo? I, I don't know. Sorry. I couldn't tell you. Oh, okay. Um, That's okay. Yeah, sorry. I don't have that. I don't have that developed of a palate. Because <laughs> I just, the food I ate when we were just starting our show was uh, had kimchi or uh, gochujang mayo on it. It's mm. like one of my favorite things right now. Oh, sweet. Oh, uh, so I, they have one of their, one of their starters, uh, they do fried chicken bites. And uh, they have uh, a go- gojujang mayo for dipping. So I, I feel like mm. it's probably not that if they've set it uh, goju, goju, gochujang mayo on something else and then not on another one. Oh, maybe they're using the same sauce and just calling it something different. Oh. Because so their life will be a lot easier if they do that. Fair enough, but yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so food is delicious uh drinks are absolutely spectacular as well uh they do signature martinis there i actually had two which is you'll like the sound of this one so the first one that i tried was total eclipse and uh, it is smoky mezcal orange liqueur fresh grape juice grape juice muddled with a spicy jalapeno lime and a touch of black squid ink and like when you look oh. at it it is a black as black as night and every sip is just this incredible journey of smokiness sourness sweetness spice 
and this really interesting like I think like the black squid ink, I don't know what the flavor of it is on its own, but it just kind of like mellows everything. So it's not overwhelming. Yeah. It just makes things, yeah. everything very smooth. And oh, it was, a, it was an incredible, incredible martini. Oh, it was so good. Um, cool. Yeah. The other one. I'm not a big martini drinker because I'm not a big like vodka or gin drinker, but. Mezcal, man. Mezcal. Yeah, Mescal's one of my favorite liquors. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other one was called uh, Tijuana Twilight, and this one was really, really good as well. It was tequila-based, so not quite up your alley, mm-hmm. but they may they had a... Oh, no, I like tequila. I just like Mescal better. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so tequila, house-made vanilla lavender syrup, fresh lemon juice, and a touch of soda water. It was... Very simple ingredients, but it was spectacular. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, the, lav- the lavender vanilla syrup wasn't overly sweet, and but it added this just beautiful lavender base to it, and it was oh, mwah, very, very good. Amazing. Yeah. They also do like a, a, vo- a, a something called Wakey Wakey, which is vodka, espresso, creme de cacao, Kahlua, and Bailey's. <laughs> so... Uh, they also oh. offer a chocolate peanut butter martini, which is rum, creme de cacao, real peanut butter, and cream shaken with ice, which sounds incredible oh. as well. They also do a uh, variation, different variations on a Victoria Classic, which is the Shaft. Um, so they have their classic Shaft, which is espresso, vodka, Bailey's, and Kahlua. Uh, they also do a tea version of it, um, which I don't actually tell you what the different ingredients are, so I can't really tell you what makes a tea versus a classic one. But I imagine there's like, tea. They probably just do like tea instead of. They probably just do like a tea concentrate instead of espresso. Yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, they also do a peanut butter shaft and then a feature. Uh, and lovely uh, ability to get a flight as well of their three or four shafts. So there you go. Oh, I know. Cool. Oh yeah, this place is great. One thing I'm gonna add as well is they have uh, quite a number of non-alk martini or cocktails, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, so they do a version Amazing. of their vanilla lavender sparkling lemonade, which is kind of a variation on the one I had. They do a raspberry nojito, which I thought was cute. Hibiscus yeah. <laughs> sparkler, guava vanilla, strawberry dream, passion fruit tea, and they do a non-alk Caesar as well, which is great. So wow. trying to be cool. able to... They also serve uh, Corona non-alk beer, which I thought was hilarious and amazing. I'm seeing that more and more, actually. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so lovely, yeah. lovely food choices, lovely drink choices. I think that this place is somewhere where you would want to go in the summer because it is straight in the middle of the harbor. You're right on the water. Yeah, like right on the water. Yeah. 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 You have the Johnson Street Bridge, which is a beautiful kind of back uh, background. Uh, you can, if you're lucky, you can see it kind of go up and a big ship come through. Um, and on a hot, sunny day, you're sitting in the patio, you're surrounded by greenery um and it's a well spaced out patio i think it's about when it's fully open it's 3000 square feet so it's not a small patio wow. by any stretch um and you're just surrounded by water the, the sea uh, seagulls are flying everywhere um and oh it's just an amazing ambiance and they also uh, pride themselves on displaying uh, Victoria's local kind of art scene uh, and music scene. So they have four nights are our uh, live music nights. So you're generally speaking, you're probably uh, going to see some live music while you're there as well, which just adds to this whole beautiful experience. 
It's a really interesting building that they're they're that they're located in. Uh, I found out from through asking that it's um, the whole building is con- uh, not even condos. They're apartments that are vacation rentals, all of them. So you can oh. rent. Yeah. So I didn't really know that that was a thing here in Victoria, at least. Um, and the other interesting thing is right across the street from them, like right across, is uh, the craft the new craft uh, beer market. Oh, so which is really interesting because it is absolutely massive and draws a lot of right. people to it, and yet this place is still doing its thing and doing things really, really well. And people are always there, yeah. which is great. And um, they're obviously competing toe to toe with the with the big uh, craft beer market. So yeah, well, they're they're a little bit different aesthetic, which is good. Totally, they're not directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not trying to compete. They're just uh, geographically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So so if you ever find yourself in downtown Victoria and want an amazing place to to go and uh, just enjoy yourself, uh, sorry, Tug Eatery and Bar is located at 407 Swift Street, Victoria. Amazing. Highly, highly recommend. Yeah, it looks good. I've just, I've had the webpage open and it's just flashing through the banner and keeps showing different food and looks really good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you get to look at the halloumi fries? uh no i haven't seen those here i'll show you i'll send you a link and you can look sweet um okay dan so well that's great happy season two happy season two it's been a good start so far yeah it's been a strong start um started off strong leveled right off (laughs) (laughs) we're keeping the quality high i think i think i think we're keeping the quality exactly what it is (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh so good we got we're a lot better than our first couple. Of I would a hundred percent. It feels a lot more natural now. Yeah. <laughs> it was real. It felt very awkward at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Cavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and our Taste BC map. Make sure to follow us at Taste BC Radio on Instagram or Facebook. And we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out what we will be tasting next. And never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really helps us grow and we really do appreciate the feedback. Until next time, support local and keep keep it tasty. tasty. Nice. (laughs) Here, I'll show you. I'll send you a link. Everywhere we talked about in the show notes and the TasteBC map. Make sure to follow us on TasteBC Radio on Instagram and Facebook. Happy season two. It's been a good start so far. We would love to have you. And we'd love to have you.